you have entered into a reality called eternal life where no death can enter this reality. There is no form of death in life. Everything that we see and touch came out from a reality to be called our Father. Eternal life is a state of existence where you change everything around you because you, know, you yourself are a whole different reality. You are looking good. Which is the most uh, which is the most famous scripture you all heard of? Everybody knows this. Even people who don't know Jesus know the scripture. Amen. Amen. So let's go to John 3:16. Okay? For God so loved the world that he gave his only dearly begotten son, so that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have eternal life. What is eternal life? What is this eternal life that God is talking about? It is a life that has nothing to do with length of time. We always thought eternal life, oh, we will live forever where? In heaven. Right? Eternal life has nothing to do with living or, or, or dying and going to heaven. Eternal life is about the quality of life. It is about the type of life. It is about living inside God now. It is about living through God. It is about God living through us. Eternal life has nothing to do with the length of time or how long you are going to live. It has to do with the state of existence that you and I come into when we see Jesus as our Lord and as our Savior. That's what he's talking about. Okay? When you believe Jesus, you shall not perish but have eternal life. Let's go to uh, Titus chapter 1. It says, Paul, the servant of God and an apostle of Jesus Christ, according to the faith of God's elect and the acknowledging of the truth which is after godliness, in hope of eternal life with God, who cannot lie, promised before the world began, but as in, in due times manifested his word through preaching, which is committed unto me according to the commandment of God our Savior. So, we see here that God has given eternal life before the world began. And He has manifested it through Jesus. We are in Jesus. He said, you believe in Jesus and you will have eternal life. So, when we talk about eternal life, we keep on thinking, you know, we keep on living forever. And, and you hear so many, so many things, so many stories, so many kind of messages that are talking about how eternal life is we are going to be living in heaven in the clouds we will see the glory of the angels and there will be worship services and there will be all these sorts of things happening in heaven you know people get a lot of very bored with more than two hours of Sunday service two and a half hours is a little stretch imagine what you are going to do forever in heaven huh? it's not about how long it's going to be is not about the length of time, it has nothing to do with time. Okay? It has to do with how we exist, how we experience God, how we experience our Father, how we experience Jesus. John chapter 17 and verse 3, see what it says. And this is eternal life that they may experientially know you, that they may experience you, the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent. What is eternal life? Experiencing God. Experiencing our Father. 
getting to know Him in a personal relationship, that is eternal life. Eternal life is about knowing who He is. Him living inside of us and us living inside of us. He's drawn into the earth of the Lord is one spirit with Him. One spirit. Which means that He and, our, he and, he and I are so one, so we are taking Him. We are living Him, we are feeling Him, He is living through us, we are living inside of Him. We are knowing His thoughts, we are feeling His heart, we are experiencing His love. We are getting to know who He is. He is opening His heart up to us. He is opening His mind to us. He is showing us all of creation. He is showing us how He does things. He is giving us an experience of all that He is. Time was created when the world began. Times and seasons were given, right? Evening and the morning. We see the sunset, sunrise came into existence when the earth was created, when creation began. The point is that when God created this dimension called the physical realm, okay, He created time to govern this physical realm. But when He created you and me, we were not created to be inside time or be governed by time. We were created to rule over time, to govern all of creation. When God gave rule and dominion to man, He gave us He gave us dominion and rulership over everything that He created. Why? Because He didn't create servants. He didn't create you know, slaves. He created sons. He said, let us make man in our image and in our likeness. We will make man just like us and we will give them dominion and we will give them rule over everything that we make. Amen? That's who we are. You and I are one with Jesus. Eternal life is about experiencing how God does things over creation. It's about Him ruling through us. When you go to some place, let's say for example, you're going to an office, you're going to college, you're going to you know, your school, wherever you're going, you are actually going, you are actually representing your father in that place. Because when you go to that place, it's like the father has come there. When you go, wherever you go, it's not that you are, the father was saying, no, why don't you go there? Go ahead. No, it's like, go and do something over there. And I'm with you. No, 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 no. He's not sending you. God doesn't send anyone. You know what he does? He brings you in. God brings you into a certain place. He was already there. He sees the place. Like for example, you know, it's like if there's something happening in a place that requires his intervention, that requires him to do something, something is not going right, do you know what he does? He's bringing a sun into the atmosphere because when he knows that when he brings his sun into that place, the atmosphere, the climate of that place changes. That's who you are. That's who you and I are. We are sons of God. Wherever you are, you are there because God has brought you into the place so that He, through you, can change the entire situation, the entire climate of where you are. You are an entire atmosphere in yourself. You are an atmosphere of life, eternal life. You and I have, have been, you and I have been made one with life. He that is joined with the Lord is unspirit. He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. We have come into the Father. Whenever God wants to change something in the world, guess what? He brings us in. He'll bring us in. And then the moment that whatever that thing is, let's say, let's say for example, if someone was talking about some society. And they said that the, you know, there's a lot of stuff happening in their society and uh, uh, 
things have to change, basically. And he realized that, or he did realize that when he he was he came, he bought a house in that place, and he realized that when he came to the place, society was a mess. But when he came into that place, things started changing. How did that happen? You know what? He came to that place. Things have to change. Just by him being there, you know why? Because when he came there, that society came into his world. Your world is eternal life. Your world is the Father. Your world is God Himself. He is your reality. Everything that you step into, everything that you come into, the place that you go to, has to change because the life has stepped in. There is no room for darkness, there is no room for death, there is no room for any negative thing because eternal life has come into that place. Your grocery store uh, person, your dudwala, your garbage person, whoever it is who is connected to, you, connected to you and serving you in whichever way has come into your world. They are coming to your world and they just they have to be changed. They will be touched. Why? Because they have come to your realm of influence. And your world is the Father Himself. And the way the truth and the life, no one can come to the Father except through. He's the life. He is the abundance of life. We were in darkness, we were in death. But He has translated us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of His dear Son, which is light. Amen? Let's look at John chapter 1, verse 5. It says, And the light shines in the darkness, and the darkness does not comprehend it. It does not understand. See, when you come in, okay, they are not looking at some bright, blinding light. They are not blind by the light. But the light is changing and driving out every single thing, every darkness, every word of the enemy that does not belong there. So when God brings you into a place, He's actually bringing you into a place. Now, you know, it's like we get a little discouragement, it's like, where have I come? Why am I here? Why am I in the society? I should just leave and go. I don't know why I'm in this place. You, know, you don't understand these things sometimes. But God knows that He's brought you there. You have to be there in order to change that place. And most of the times you will not have to do anything. You just have to be there. Most of the times you will not even have to say anything. You just have to be there. Most of the times you will not even know what is going on. But things are changing around you. Because God is making darkness aware of your light. You are light. 100% glorious, creative light, exactly as He is. Amen? As Jesus is, so are you. 1 John 4 17. As He is, same. If you are looking at flaws of in yourself, you say, oh, I am like this, I'm, I can't do this, I can't do that. You're looking at the wrong person. You're not looking at yourself. You're probably looking at the old person who never knew Jesus. Let me show you what 2 Corinthians says. 2 Corinthians chapter 4 and verse 18. It says, while we don't see the things that are seen, it's actually saying, don't see the things that are seen. Because they are temporary. 
We look at things that are not seen, which are eternal. Why? Because the eternal things exist in life. The eternal things are made of God. The eternal things change everything that you see. For example, if you want something to happen in your life, okay, that is not going your way. What God will do is, He will change the way you think first. He will change your mindset. He will change how you perceive things. He will change how you see Him. And then immediately the situation around you starts changing. But first, He has to change how you think. He has to change how you, live, how you believe and what you believe. Because if He comes and does a quick fix, it's a problem because we fall into the same mess again. God doesn't do that. He establishes us as sons. So what he does is, he will establish you, he will change the way you think so that you will never do the same thing again. You will never fall into the same mess again. You will never let allow the same things to happen to you again. Why? Because now you know better. Now you are thinking differently. <coughs> so we keep wondering, you know, it's like when people fall into trouble, they keep wondering, when is this God just swoop in and just change the whole thing? And we expect God to just deliver us immediately. The problem is that we fell into it in the first place. Right? A son will never fall into something that is called trouble. Simply because a son is a son of God. There is no trouble in your reality. Your reality is the Father Himself. Yeah, Colossians chapter 3, you through that. Okay, it says, If you are risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ is sitting at the right hand of God. Set your affections on things above, not on the things of the earth. Because you are dead, and your life is hidden with Christ in God. You are in God, you are hidden. Have you ever, uh, you know, taken a torch, very powerful light, and shined it into your own eyes? Ever tried that? Has anyone else ever done it to you? <laughs> you know, like, just shine light, you can't see anything else after that. It's like, it's like a bit blinded. That's you shining into the darkness. No one can see you. You can't be seen. You are blinding every world of darkness. You are a glorious light just like your father. So when you go into the darkness, the darkness does not understand what is going on. It doesn't know why it has to change. It doesn't know why it has to get out. Because there is no room for darkness in the light. And you are the light. So, a son never falls into trouble, never falls into a pit, never falls into a bad place. You know why? Because he knows his identity. The identity of a son is that I am a son of my father in heaven. My world, my reality itself is God my father, his heart, his will. And because my reality is him, no other option, no negative option can come into my world. Why? How can it come into your into this? Can any negativity come into the Father? Then how can it reach you? Are you getting what I'm saying? If no world of darkness can come into the Father, how can it touch you? Problems cannot come inside the Father. It cannot enter eternal life. 
There is no form of death in life. There is no form of death, weakness, sickness, lack, depression. All these things, they don't exist in life. Life is complete, 100% pure living above Father. And we are one with Him. We are growing in Him. We are, see, the growth that we are experiencing is going deeper and deeper into who He is, into the knowledge of His heart, into the knowledge of His love, into understanding who this person is that, that, that created me, that made me, that loves me unconditionally. He's just giving me everything. Who is this person? I want to know him. That's eternal life. It is not a question of time. It's not a question of how long you live. It's not a question of a shelf life. It has nothing to do with longevity. It has everything to do with the state of existence that you and I live in. Before we came to know who Jesus was, we had to do things to deliver ourselves. We had to do things to you know, make, our, uh, make things right. We had, to, we had to work to build our life, to create or to make a life for ourselves. We had to do it. Why? Because that's the way we were thinking. I have to do this. I have to secure my future. I have to do things for my life. I have to make sure that my family is well, uh, you know, is well taken care of. I have to do all these things. I have to do it. But guess what? When you come into eternal life, what is left for you to do? You know, uh, Habakkuk, it says, I will do a work among you so much so that when people tell you about it, you won't believe it. When you tell people, you know, it's like you're coming to eternal life, you don't have to do anything. God has already done everything for you and you are his son. Yeah. What? Are you serious? I don't have to do anything. We've been conditioned for, I don't know how long, we've been conditioned for a really long time, until we came to know Jesus, that life is about making your own way. Make your own way, do your, uh, do your thing, secure your future. In eternity, there is no past, there is no present, and there is no future. You are living inside of the Father. You are living in God, where there is no such thing as past, present or future, there is no such thing as death, decay or lack. There is no weakness, there is no sickness. There is just abundance, there is just life. God doesn't want you to waste your time trying to make your own life where there is so much of Him that you and I need to get a grasp on, get a grip on, to see, to explore, to, to just just understand the experience. There's so much of him, his life, eternal life. That's what God has for us. I will do work among you if someone tells you, you won't believe it. I pray that you get this right because eternal when, when God told me about eternal life, I could not understand that I have to do nothing. I said, like, what do I do then? Uh, what? Nothing. So I said, I just sit around, do nothing. He's like, get to know me. Know me. Now, I didn't know what no is, no, but then I was doing a lot of Bible study at that time. And most of the 
Bible study was revolving around the language of the Bible, the English language, and trying to understand what the Bible is saying. And the more I did that, the more I realized that my head was in a spin because there's so much to study in the Bible, more than studying, more than getting to know what I was trying to study the language and trying to understand what the Bible was saying. Because here it says one thing, there it says something else. And then God said, I didn't tell you to study the Bible. He told you to know me. Get to know me. And I realized that He wanted me to spend time with Him. The person. Do you know God is not His Bible? He's the person. His name is Jesus. He's a very living, active, real person who's with you, who's in you, who's all around you, who is your world and your reality, who created you, who's hearing everything that you're saying, he knows the thoughts in your mind and the intentions of your heart. He knows you inside out because he knew you before the world was even created, before creation began. This same Father and our same Jesus and the Holy Spirit wants us to know them in person. He wants us to know the person of who they are by spending time with him and speaking to him and getting more sensitive and knowing how they speak and what they do. In the Garden of Eden, Adam and Eve were in living conversation with God face to face. The physical world that they were in contact with was not as real as the living interactive personal relationship they had with God. It wasn't, it wasn't the main thing. It was there, it was very much tangible. It existed. But it was not as important or not as real as seeing God and interacting with Him was. Until the deception came, which was, you need this. Look at this. It looks beautiful. This looks amazing. It will make you smart. See how it looks? Wonderful. Their focus shifted from something that was more real to something that was created out of that reality. Everything that we see and touch came out from a reality who we call our Father. So this creative world that we are living in came out of that reality. You want to change this? It will only happen from there. You want to change your physical surrounding and your circumstances? It will only happen from your spiritual reality because your circumstances come out from there. It manifests out of that reality. The spirit is the source of everything physical. So a person going through some hardship or some trouble or some sort of a situation circumstance, that, 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 that situation emerged out of something that was spiritual. It came out of something that he probably believed wrong. Like most people, they generally you know, uh, succumb to some sort of weakness or sickness or something like that. Why? Because they believe first that it is possible for them to fall sick. Do you understand what I'm saying? There's no condemnation. But in order for something to happen to you, you have to first believe that it is possible for it to happen to you. It won't just spring up on you. Nothing will happen to you 
that you don't believe is possible. Matthew 9.29 says, let it be done unto you according to what you believe. Only what you believe will happen unto, happen to you. Nothing else won't happen. If nothing can come into your reality unless you believe it is possible. Right? Most of the time what we tend to do is we see something happening around us. Oh my God, this is like a problem. Now the problem does not exist in your reality. It is a problem outside of your reality. But what we tend to do is we go outside and try to fix it up. Why? Because we believe that that problem can affect us. It can't affect us until you decide it can. I hope you understand what I'm saying. Because this is the very foundation, very basic of what the world calls life. They believe that they have to do something in order to secure themselves. But a son, a son God, already has a perfect world that he's living in. He doesn't have to do anything. Why? Because he has the Holy Spirit. When you have the Holy Spirit, you are one with the Holy Spirit. Can anyone touch the Holy Spirit? Can anyone touch Jesus? Can anyone affect the Father? Guess what? You are in Him. You are one with Him. How can you be touched? It's not possible. This physical world, this physical reality that we live in is only supposed to be affected through us inside out. Spirit to physical. It is only supposed to be changed from within you outward. Nothing in the physical realm can come into your reality unless you decide it can. Amen? You had this conversation about food one day. I was in a meeting where someone was uh, making chai. And they were making chai and so someone, uh, someone asked him, you know, do you want should I put some sugar in your tea? So the guy said, uh, no, no, sugar is poison. And immediately the Holy Spirit just spoke to me. Like, that guy just empowered, he empowered sugar to be poison. Where did sugar come from? It came from something that came from something that came from something that actually came from the ground. Who created the earth and everything? What did he say about it? It is good. God doesn't create rubbish. He creates good stuff. Right? How you use it and what you make of it is up to you. So when he gave dominion to man, he said you will decide what this does. That's what dominion is. You will decide that this is good or this is bad. You will say to it, you will speak to it and it will become what you say. Amen? So he spoke to the sugar and he said, you are poison. <laughs> you know, when we, you know, in, in uh, I think it's in Corinthians, Paul says, whatever they give you in the, from the meat market, don't question, just eat it. Right? Don't, don't ask where it came from and what, what it is not. Just eat it. I'm not saying anything about it, not saying, don't eat this, don't eat that. I'm, I'm just generally giving the principle. I'm coming to your question. <laughs> so, 
you either going to what you have, uh, what you believe. Okay, there's no compulsion. There's nothing like you know, it's like you have to eat this and you should eat everything and all. There's nothing like that. Okay? You can eat whatever you want and whatever you like. Yeah, just stick to that. My point is that the the food that was created is 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 all coming from one source. That is God. The power over it has been given to you and me. What it will be and what it does. So if you decide that you know oh, this food is going to make me fat, guess what? <laughs> you just empower your food to do something to you, to your body. Because you have the power, you have the authority, and you are the sun over creation. So the, the food or the thing, the physical thing, has no power in itself. It has to receive the authority, it has to receive the power from somewhere. As of now, there's only one source of power that is from the God of this age. So the physical world is under a certain reality which is governing its negative properties. But the moment it comes into the hands of the sun, the properties of that thing changes. Why? Because it has come to your reality. It has come to your world. I hope you get this. Anything that comes into your world or your reality, it has come into eternal life. Because you are in eternal life. Eternal life is a state of existence where you change everything around you because you, you yourself are a whole different reality. You and I are a dimension. Each person is a dimension of creation, of what God has done. If I have to engage Nanda, I have to come into her dimension, into her thought process, into her mind of understanding and speak to her and converse with her and engage with her in a way that she and I can connect. So she is a dimension in herself. She is unique. She will never be like anyone else. She cannot be like anyone else. It is impossible for any person to be like someone else. You are your own individual unique person, as unique as your fingerprint is. So unique in the Father. You are a different dimension of God. A unique dimension. So for anything to come into your dimension, it's the properties of that physical thing which has to change. It comes into your reality. But what is your reality? Right? What is your reality? Are you believing that because you are an eternal life, no matter what comes to you, it has to change. It has to receive of the life that you are. You are a life-giving spirit. Because as Jesus is the firstborn among many brethren, he is the firstborn among all the same species of man and creation, the new man, the same way you and I are as he is, exactly as he is. So he is the life-giving spirit, you and I are life-giving spirits. No matter what comes into our reality, the moment it comes into our world and it, it, it is supposed to be for us or it is supposed to affect us, it has to change. The food that we eat has to change. So I had started off with, you know, Father God, bless this food that I'm about to eat, bless the hands that prepare it, bless the cooks and kitchen, bless everyone that has to do with this food. So I had to bless the food and make sure that before it reaches me, before it reaches my mouth and goes in, before anything happens, I make sure that I bless the food. And there was this thing in my mind that, oh my God, I hope I blessed it right. Because if I didn't bless it right, I was not, you know, uh, you know, like decisive or firm enough, or you know, have enough faith. I don't know what's going to happen. Now God, I'm going to mercy. 
So that's the way I approach food. And then change to if it's come from God, it's good. Right? Every good and perfect gift comes from the Father of lights, from our Father, from my Father, in whom he has he doesn't change his mind. He's given good stuff, that's it. Right? So it changed. Now, if it's come to my table, it's good. I'm not, not even thinking, you know, Father God gave this, I need it because it's good. It's come from him. I don't have to think about it. Then it changed to this food that has come, because it has come into my reality, it has to change. Because I am in my Father God. It has come to my reality. There's nothing, there's no other influence here except me, Jesus, the Holy Spirit, and my Father. Nothing can happen to me or my reality because nothing physical can change something spiritual. You are a spirit. You are not this body. This body is something that you put on. Right? What did uh, 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 Jesus say? A body you have prepared for me. I have come to do your will. Yeah, the book of Hebrews. It says God has given us a body, but we are spirit. The body is only our contact, our physical contact to this, to this physical reality. So we can touch and influence and change this reality. It's like a contact point. But you and I are spirit. So nothing physical can affect a spiritual body or a spiritual person. It can't. Only spiritual can affect and change the physical. Right? So, if it has come into my reality, it has to change. Everything has to change. Why? Because it has come into the Father. I used to imagine this, you know, uh, these movies where uh, there were these big domes, you know, like these four spheres that were created around people. So, it's like the, the, the missiles and the bullets and the guns and the tanks and the planes and all that would just crash on the outside and everyone inside would be safe. Or the good guys were outside and they wouldn't get in, not the two. But the point was that these, this force field was like this world, this shield created for those inside. So I would imagine that it's like this is my reality, I'm in the Father. Nothing can come inside this dome, this, this, this force field that is around me. It's not possible. I'm safe, I'm secure. I had a dream once where I was running from this creature, this hideous looking creature that was chasing me. It was a demon and it was chasing me and the dream was very real. I felt like it was real. I, I was literally running and I was running away from this hideous looking creature and I came to this, this, this thing, this like a fish tank and a fish tank has clear glass and I jumped into the fish tank because I felt that I should get in there. But then I realized that, oh my god, this is like clear glass, you can see me. And so I'm like, I froze because the guy is like really close now and he comes and stands, this is the glass, this is the door, and he's looking, and I'm like, and I'm frozen. So he looks at me and then he's looking, and then he doesn't know where I am. And I'm, I'm, I'm a little puzzled in the dream. Because I don't know, this guy was right there, clear glass, but he can't see me. And the father spoke that time, and he said, You are in me. You are hidden. You can't be seen. You and I are entered into a reality called eternal life, where no death can enter this reality. There is no form of death in life. 
You cannot be sick, you cannot be weak, you cannot be hit with trouble, you cannot, you cannot have any circumstance that will adversely affect your reality. It cannot, because your world is the father. Your world is, 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 is the creator of everything. He is living in eternity, he is living in space, in time. You and I are living in a dual reality, which is physical and spiritual. We affect both realities, but we are spirit and we are just like our Father in heaven. Are you understand what I'm saying? Jude chapter 1 verse 20, it says, But you, beloved, build yourselves up on your most holy faith, praying in the Holy Spirit, keep yourselves in the love of God, looking for the kindness of our Lord Jesus Christ unto eternal life. Keep yourselves, keep yourselves. You want your, your reality is framed by your identity. Who are you? Are you a son of God? Then you need to know what is the definition of a son of God. You're a son of God, you need to know what a son of God is. What is the identity of a son? The identity of a son is Jesus. The identity of a son is as Jesus is, so are you. He is Lord of all. Right? He's the ruler of all creation. There is no second hand reality for him. He has one reality. Whatever comes into his realm of influence is now saved forever. It's just changed. That's the way it is. So you see yourself. See, you are not this physical body, right? I'm telling you again. Don't look at yourself as this physical body. You are not the physical body. The physical body has to respond to who you are. Your physical body has to respond to you. You tell your body. I don't mean you literally tell your body. Body, this is who you are. No. You as a person, because of your identity, Tell your body what it should be by knowing your identity. If you are some God, your body will automatically fall in line. It can't do anything outside of that because it does not know anything else. It has to respond to your identity. You get what I'm saying? Your body has to respond to your identity. Your body is not the source. It is not the source of information for who you are. Your body does not tell you you are a son. You tell your body I am a son. Your body knows who you are and falls in line. Because you are a son of God. You take it for granted that your son, the moment you give your life to Jesus, your mindset changed, your reality changed, everything, every single thing about you changed. Because what we were before was we were expecting things to happen for us from a physical world inwards. We were expecting the world to provide for us. We were expecting things from our physical reality to change our reality. It doesn't work that way. Not when you come into Jesus. When you come into eternal life, you change everything around you. Why? Because you are the life now. When you come into Jesus, you be, the Bible says you are co-heirs with all that he is. John heirs. In other words, whatever Jesus has, you have. If you are you are thinking finances, whatever Jesus has, you have. If you are thinking health, whatever Jesus is, you are. If you are thinking mindset, of joy, love, peace, whatever it is, whatever Jesus is, you are. 
exactly as he is. There is no difference between you and I and Jesus. There is no difference. He is the firstborn among many brethren. He is the new man. He is the person that we are. So we are just as he is. If we are not that, we are not all that he is. We are not born again. It's as simple as that. When you spend time with the Father, you will see him for who he is. When you spend time with the Father, you will know this is the Father. I am his son. I am exactly like him. A perfect representation. Amen? Amen.